Howdy! Welcome to episode 6 of Therian Talks, the Therian Guide podcast that aims to bring some of our forum discussions and general information about Therianthropy into an audio format. Today we have with us Shual, the fiery foxy kitsune, Dustwolf, the big bad friendly wolf, and myself, Zephyr Nizumi, the big fluffy derpy tiger as the show host. Greetings and salutations, fellow listeners. Hello, everyone. Today we will be discussing what it means to be a Theriomythic and how it relates to the Therian and other kin experiences. We'll also be including other questions and perspectives expressed on the Therian Guide forums. To paraphrase from the Therian wiki, a Theriomythic is described as individuals who straddle other kin and Therian communities, individuals who identify as one or more mythical creatures, such as dragons, but these individuals have a more wild and instinctual experience than other counterparts, which usually have more advanced culture, languages, magics, or similar things. Uh, these individuals may feel more at home in the Therian community or find it easier to discuss their more feral experiences and shifts with Therian folks. So again, with us today, we have Shual, who is a Kitsune and therefore a Theriomythic. So to start, Shual, would you mind giving us a bit of your background? How long have you known that you're a Kitsune, and what communities have you been involved with? Well, I've known that I was a Kitsune for about 13 years now, and I've spent a lot of time since then researching and asking and answering questions about my experiences. Uh, to start out, I mostly hung out with furries, not being very aware of what therianthropy was, and about last year, I discovered Therian Guide and got more acquainted with the Therian community and found that they understood me and my experiences a lot better. Uh, what was your first experience? Uh, why Kitsunis? Uh, did you know about Kitsunis before your Kitsunis experiences? Uh, I did not, but it about 13 years ago, I started having these strange reoccurring dreams about Kitsune. And from then on, I was trying to search for what it meant, what I, what I was experiencing. And I eventually just looked into the physical description of what I was dreaming about and learned about the Kitsune. As someone who identifies as Theriomythic, does the definition from Therian Wiki seem adequate or appropriate? Or do you have a more personal take on it? Like, is there a way that we can improve on it somehow? I think it's pretty accurate, actually. It's just someone who's kind of in between both the other Ken and Therian communities. So I guess the best of both worlds. So then do you actually identify as a Therian or other Ken or Theriomythic specifically? I guess the biggest question would probably be, how do you see your experience as different from Therians? And how is your experience the same? Well, again, it's, just a middle ground between being a Therian or an otherkin. I, there's no like real-world examples of Kitsune, but we still have a very close, I guess, ancestor, so to say, in foxes, which kind of give you a guideline of their behavior and even the way they look. So I guess it's kind of, I just say I'm very mythic because there isn't really a fitting description as just a Therian or as just a otherkin, because I'm not an earthly creature like a Therian would identify as, but I'm more animalistic than 
any other kin would identify. So do you think theriomythics in general should be categorized as therian if their experiences and their identity traits seem to correlate with therians rather than other kin? Or do you think it's important for theriomythics to remain distinguished because of their blend of mythical origin and feral experiences? I believe the theriomythics should be distinguished as their own thing. It's important to understand that since everyone has their own individual experiences with either theriomythy or being an other kin, that it should be up to the person themselves to identify the way they wish. But seeing as they are different from both other kin and therians, I think theriomythics should at least initially be considered their own thing. So as a generality, do you think the theriomythics are closer to therians or do you think they're closer to other kin? I think they're closer to therians just because the animalistic side that they experience just makes them generally more aware of their surroundings and keeps them more in tune with the natural world as well as the more spiritual side of things. Do you think that the Therian or Theromythic shifting experience is shared by other sorts of other kin? I, probably not, because more difficult to interpret like how exactly you should feel as a mythological creature. It's kind of difficult to specifically interpret what it would feel like to be, say, a dragon or any other kind of mythical creature, even if they do have animalistic aspects to them. For me, personally, I do have experiences with shifting, just like other Therians, which is another way I'm connected more to the Therian side of things. But I believe it's because it's not too much different than what I perceive a fox would feel, I suppose, when I shift. So... That's at least my own personal take on it. So would you be okay if you just thought of yourself as a fox and not a kitten? Uh, no, because I feel like that would be leaving out a lot of the characteristics I experience. Like, for instance, uh, Kitsune, instead of, say, a normal fox, is more likely to integrate in with human societies, and that is Something I've always been very fond of is trying to kind of sneak around and integrate into the real world, even though I am different. So do you ever feel a kind of need or pressure to express kitsune behavior? Uh, well, yes. Repressing it has put me in some pretty bad states previously and just always made me feel like something was off. I just enjoy being who I am and expressing those aspects of myself really helped me. Have you personally experienced any stigma from those to whom you have divulged your kitsiness? Uh, have uh, Therians disqualified your experience because you are too other kin or uh, does it seem like your experience is largely accepted within the community? Well, seeing as Therian Guide is the only real community I've gotten largely involved with, I haven't had any issues, mostly because everyone here is pretty reasonable and kind-hearted. I have, however, heard some examples from other Kitsune Therians that I have met where they will try to get involved more with, say, other kin in their communities and be rejected because they're 
not so much unified around the idea of being different species more than they are kind of in their own groups. Like you have the vampire groups, you have the group of elves and whatnot. So sometimes they're just left out for being considered more bestial than say any of those other, other kin races. So as a Kitsune, do you experience any parts of like the mythology behind Kitsune in Japanese culture? Uh, maybe something more supernatural or mythological in that regard? Or do you experience more of a match of a feral thing? Like, yeah, I am an animal, but not quite terrestrial. Um, you mentioned that you don't necessarily identify quite as a fox, but uh, what is the blend there? Is it feral or is there a mythological basis in it too? I would say it is a blend because I, looking at the lore and doing some research over the years, I've noticed a lot of similarities between the behavior commonly represented in the myths and the characters within myself. Um, I've been occasionally described as mischievous and a bit vengeful, as Kitsune are told to be in their lore. And I do kind of have like some of the elements I would assume a fox would have too, like being more aware and more paranoid of my surroundings and everything that could potentially hurt me or things like, I don't know, run and hide in, et cetera, et cetera. So elaborating a little more on the lore, uh, do you think that lore is required to understand Kitsune theriomythics or other types of theriomythics in general? I think so. Because it's the, uh, the reason people will typically identify as a specific mythological creature is because they have such a like close connection with that creature. And uh, for Kitsune specifically, it's important to know that they are, say, they're considered foxes, but in Shinto lore, foxes and Kitsune are one and the same. They're considered spiritual creatures. In initially. They are either seen as a good omen or a bad omen, depending on if they serve the goddess Inari, who is the patron deity of Kitsune, or if they just free roam and are more likely to be mischievous or even uh, malicious at times. Kitsune themselves, even though they are basically animals, so to speak, are also known to be rather intelligent and even wise in a way, being able to help people out, guide travelers, and be known for like guiding people, helping them out. But they're also, again, known for being mischievous and just tricky in the way that they do that. Sometimes they'll help a traveler get through some dangerous position. They'll try to teach them a lesson along the way, like maybe snatch something of theirs and try to tell them not to make such dangerous decisions in the future. All right. So earlier we mentioned the shifts that are experienced by theriomythics. Um, just curious, but have you ever experienced a multi-tail phantom shift? Or like, what other kinds of Kitsune-specific shifts do you experience? Uh, occasionally, when I do have phantom shifts, I do have, uh, or I do ex feel as if I have three tails, like three phantom tails. 
And it actually uh, matches the dreams I had when I first realized what, what I had, like, that I was a Kitsune uh, Therionetic. Because in all my dreams in which I ended up either becoming a Kitsune or were a Kitsune to start out with, I had three tails. So there's, other than that, there's nothing particularly specific to Kitsune that are really different than foxes, so to speak. So during mental shifts and whatnot, it's more of a feral experience where you kind of just have your subconscious take over and it's less of a conscious thing. You just are more in tune with your surroundings. Uh, you mentioned that there is this uh, mysterious aspect to your experience. Um, um, I've been wondering, uh, why do you think specifically this, um, why do you tie this into like a spiritual experience? Why don't you just, um, you know, humanitarians in this same situation kind of assume that they're, okay, they're a foxterian and then there are uh, some kind of canine politarian that they're not fully aware of yet and they um, attribute those mysterious features to the other potential theory type. Um, what makes you tied to really like this uh, spiritual experience of uh, being a kitsun? Uh, I've always had a, a close affinity for supernatural elements, uh, anything religious, anything mysterious, a lot of myths, et cetera, et cetera. It's just always something I've been really attracted to. So I guess it's similar to how people would be attracted to a lot of the, or more closely influenced by the things that are similar to their own stereotypes. So I typically try to take our, my opinions from a more scientific point of view, given the world way we live today, how everything, for the most part, has been explained through science. But in my own opinion, I don't think everything has or even can be explained by science at this point. And, well, I guess that's, kind of a way that I form my own identity. Like, Kitsune are not wholly defined. They're not completely... Like, people don't know everything about them, even through all the myths that have been written through Shinto lore. But it's possible maybe they could exist, and maybe they're just a mysterious aspect of this world that we don't know about. I'm not saying it's true, but... It's something that I hope that helps me form my own identity in a way. Well, a lot of people are um, drawn to mystery um, and the supernatural, and they don't. There aren't. They aren't kitsens, right? Uh, yeah, that is true. So, aside from being drawn to the supernatural, is your experience ever almost like you're a part of the supernatural? Then I wouldn't that as much it i don't know i like the idea of exploring the world and my own identity at the same time and i like to take every aspect i can from that um spiritual and scientific and i do see those traits in what we know about kitsune now so i can't recall if you said this is specific to kitsune or maybe just your own personal interest but you seem interested in the the, the fire element in general um, what is your association with that? Is it something that has to do with Kitsune, or is it just an interest for you? It's actually interesting. It was 
something that kind of helped me tie myself closer to my identity. I've always had a strange uh, like for fire. I guess I was a bit of a pyromaniac, but and after doing some research on Kitsune through their lore and whatnot, I realized they also have somewhat of an affinity for fire. There have been a lot of stories where they've witnessed Kitsune almost creating like these flame like wisps called um, like just foxfire. But that kind of helped again tie me to that identity because it was something else I had in common with that. I don't know. To me, fire is basically a representation of just energy and either through a scientific or spiritual viewpoint. So I just kind of connect with that. So have you had any issues with validating your identity as a therian? Like, have you ever been invalidated because you're a theriomythic instead of a therian? Uh, have you ever heard someone say you don't fit in or do you feel like there's no issue there? Well, I haven't had anyone tell me that I'm invalid before. It's kind of quite the opposite. People have been pretty encouraging for me to research more, to learn more. And a lot of my life has been trying to actually figure that out. There's just a lot of different elements to it that I can't fully explain. Like, I've tried exploring a lot of different supernatural things, a lot of religions. I've, through life and schooling and whatnot, I've learned a lot about science and how spirituality sometimes just doesn't make sense from a scientific perspective because we explain things that people would write myths and stuff trying to explain. But I don't know, life's just been about me trying to kind of validate myself, so to speak, trying to figure out how I fit in if what I identify is would even work in our world. I've actually had a very similar experience with my Ethereum entropy, despite not being Ethereumitic. Um, when I first find out that I might be Ethereum, I was very skeptical of this. And I tried to understand the experience with scientific means. And um, I spent a lot of time trying to uh, basically prove to myself that, in fact, I was Ethereum. So I can really relate to what you said here. Yeah, it's many. I guess many Therians go through the same thing. It's just kind of hard for me and other Theriomythics, I suppose, because it you have to go through your life kind of being told or even telling yourself that you identify as something that might not even exist. But still, there are parallels that make your experience relatable. And those relatable experiences help people want to understand more and perhaps even validate the experience that you're going through. Yeah, I, that is true. Because I do, again, relate with a lot of Therians. And it's one of the big draws I've had to the Therian community. And it's been a big help in trying to not only validate, but learn more about myself and my identity. Even still, there are some unique challenges I experience because of the whole mythological side of everything. Um, I think in the past it was difficult for me to accept um, how similar Therian are to Therians because we never really spoke about our experiences. I was thinking that Therian experienced these uh, animalistic shifts, but then uh, also had uh, the identity aspect of a mythical identity. 
and I, I didn't see this um, the way I do now after talking to you, Shua, um, that you also experience shifts to your Kitsune traits as well. I never considered that. Um, so it makes sense to me now that, well, like you said at the beginning, that uh, Terimintics are their own thing beside Terians and the other kin, uh, kind of middle ground. Um, I can relate to a lot of your experience now. When I was uh, trying to learn how to deal with my theory entropy, um, in the end, I kind of realized that it didn't really matter if my experience was real in some kind of objective way or not, because the whole point of identifying Ezoterian was uh, to look to animals and try to figure out if something from the lives of wolves, in my case, could be used to improve my, my life as a Terrian. Um, and you can do that even if you are not a Terrian at all. Um, and so maybe you can see something similar in your own experience of being a Terrian mythic. Uh, I, I have to agree there, because it's been quite a journey trying to understand why I feel the way I do, and that alone has really help me understand where I fit in and what I want to do with my life. It's just not only been an experience for trying to answer all these questions, but it's led me places that have helped me improve myself and I hope has helped me improve the lives of others along the way. So it kind of goes back to what I've mentioned in previous discussions too, that it's almost like each of us is a part of this, this bigger whole or this bigger experience and understanding yourself more kind of better equips you to figure out how to relate to other people or maybe even um, gives you insights as far as how you balance things out in, in the big equation. Um, so it's very important for everyone to, um, it, it can be very easy to be skeptical. A lot of us actually do seem to be scientifically minded too, um, but it is a part of us. So uh, it's usually not very beneficial if we repress or suppress um, and it kind of helps us if we find ways to again relate with others in the community and more or less find our place in it yeah i agree just it's important for everyone to learn who they are but being so different is a good inspiration to start looking i guess just as a way of closing out i would just like to say to i guess anyone who is listening that I guess no matter how you identify yourself, that like you're okay. It's if people can say that you can't think a certain way, you can't identify a certain way, but at the end of the day, it really is your life. It's your identity, and especially if you're using that aspect of yourself to improve your life and even the lives of others, then there's nothing to be really afraid of, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Be yourself, be happy, and keep looking for ways to make your life better. And if you're sincere about it, there's absolutely no reason for anyone to attack you or ostracize you either. Um, again, we are all in this together. None of us really has all the answers. So um, it's very vital for all of us to, to take the time to kind of be like, okay, well, even if I don't quite understand your background or your identity, um, I'm going to take the time to kind of see how it how it fits in with everything else. Um, it's very important to um, to give everyone that respect, too. Agreed, yeah.
All right. So thank you, Shual, for talking with us today. Um, it was a nice opportunity to have um, someone explain the theory of mythic identity to us and to give the overall experience there for those who may not be quite familiar of it. Now it's time to wrap things up. As usual, we're going to end with a few links of things that are either of importance or things that may interest you. Feel free to check them out. The first on the list is something that I'm working on to help inspire some of our creative types on the forums to become more active. Uh, if you get a chance, check out the TG Arts Prompts suggestions link found in the Creativity subforum. Uh, for now, I'm just trying to gather information about how often members would like a TG-sponsored art prompt. And by art, it's going to be whatever medium you'd like to pursue. It doesn't have to be sketching. It doesn't have to be painting. It doesn't have to be music. It's um, whatever you think uh, works for your form of expression. Uh, we basically just want people to submit things that feel right for them. Um, one of the things that I'm looking for is what kind of frequency would like uh, would it be weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly? Um, we'll also be collecting prompts and additional things that will help those who may experience an artist block. So feel free to chime in with some ideas that you'd like to be used. Um, on that note, remember that you can submit your artwork to our DeviantArt Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or other social media pages. Um, it's definitely not something that you should feel obligated to do, but we always love it when our members decide to participate in that kind of way. Um, so if you're interested, uh, let us know uh, that you would like to submit your artwork um, on DeviantArt. Uh, I believe as long as you're set to a contributor, you can contribute. Uh, for the other social media things, I'm not quite sure, um, but we can give you more information in the links to this uh, podcast. Um, we'll also provide a link to the the art prompt suggestion thread. And I've also given our first challenge. It's already passed by now, um, but I'm working on our second challenge. So uh, feel free to look out for that. Uh, I'd like to mention that uh, we had the uh, SDDC uh, last Sunday, uh, Serious Theory Entropy Discussion Chat. Uh, it was organized by Cheetah from the Wear List, so it was not by Therian Guide. Um, but uh, the last time that these discussions were organized was over 10 years ago, so I'm really happy that they made a comeback. Um, we uh, helped uh, promote the, this event, and uh, we will, of course, help promote future events when they will occur. Uh, we have the discussion uh, linked over to the Terrian Guide Discord in case you uh, missed it or um, want to read up or um, uh, want to just uh, be there and not actually um, participate in the event itself. Um, just read it, right? Um, it's also, also always possible here. Um, and if you're interested to learn more, there would be a link in the description about it. And also, while it's well in advance, uh, I'd like to start spreading the word about two of the HALs that are being hosted by members of Theory and Guide. Um, we're going to offer the links, again, in the, the thread that contains this podcast information. Um, basic rules do apply for both HALs. Uh, no minors. Sorry, ups. And other restrictions apply, but if you're interested and live in either general area, please feel free to check out those links and let us know that you're interested. Also, if you're aware of anyone who's hosting a similar HAL, please let us know. Uh, we'd like to help spread the word. Uh, as mentioned in our podcast about how the community has changed over the years, the offline experience is a vital part of our community, and it's a tradition many of us are trying to bring back strong. 
So anything that we can do to help support other Therians who are hosting these files, um, just let us know, and we'll do the best that we can to support. As always, we would also like additional topics for these interviews. Uh, so if you have not yet, please check out the thread that is titled Interviews, What Kinds of Things Would or Should We Discuss? It is located in the Therian polling area of our forums under the Therian Therian board, and make sure to submit your ideas for future topics. Um, we're also going to provide a few links for reference in this discussion on um, maybe things like Theriomythics or Kitsune. So feel free to check the thread out to get more information.